If you recall the March 1st episode of this podcast, I told the story then of the first time ice ever fell from the CN Tower. And if you missed that episode, you should actually go back and listen to it because it was quite an event. I mentioned that it had only happened one other time other than that, where it caused major disruption. And today is that day. Hi, I'm Chris May, writer, producer, and host of This Day in Weather History from the Weather Network in Canada. On Monday, April 16th of 2018, the Toronto Blue Jays postponed their night game after chunks of ice fell from the CN Tower and right through the roof of the Rogers Centre and onto right field. This day in weather history. If you listened to yesterday's episode when I was teasing up today, I wasn't kidding when I said that ice postponed a Major League Baseball game in a domed stadium that packed watermelon-sized chunks of ice falling from the sky. Because, true to my word, watermelon-sized chunks of ice fell just outside of the Metro Toronto Convention Center in the hyper-density-driven downtown Toronto, and when it hit, it was loud. It immediately created mass panic. People were outside screaming, scrambling, ducking for covers. Smaller shards just kept raining down and smashing to the ground. Some perspective. If you have ever been to the CN Tower in Toronto, then you likely heard people say, quote, if you drop a penny from the observation deck, it will go straight through a human like a hot knife through butter. I've heard it. I used to believe it too. It has been proven, however, through math and physics that considering terminal velocity versus wind drag to actually be an urban myth. That's right, not true. However, before you go getting any goofy ideas, it has also been determined through the very same calculations of math and science and physics that if you dropped a more aerodynamic object, such as a metal pen, and it was to hold its form clear through to the ground, this would cause some serious damage. So, that was a very long way of me postulating what would a watermelon-sized chunk of ice falling from the very same CN Tower do when it hit the ground? Yeah, exactly, right? Tell you what, the police thought the exact same thing, and that's why they were first warned of ice falling from the tower as early as 10.30 in the morning and then rolled out the closures shortly thereafter that. Remember that this day in weather history can be enjoyed a number of ways. Right now, you are listening to the full version of today's story on your favorite podcast provider, but there is also the daily podcast video short. They are shot right here in my podcast recording studio, so you get that perspective, and oftentimes they will include visuals from that day's event from when it happened in weather history. So after listening to the full story, go check out the podcast video short on television or online anytime at theweathernetwork.com forward slash weather history. The entrance to the CN Tower and to the Rogers Center were promptly closed and a section of the sidewalk that is out front of the affected buildings was also closed off for all pedestrian traffic. And to make sure that this was enforced, security teams taped off areas and put up barricades on the south side of the tower. But wait, the Rogers Center is closed? But the Blue Jays open a three-game set with the visiting Kansas City Royals tonight. What are we going to do? The team announced on social media just after 5.30 p.m. that day that the game was going to be rescheduled for the next day and played as a doubleheader. Footnote, it was reported by a member of the city's sports media, Mr. Richard Griffin, that a hole had indeed been broken open in the roof of the stadium over right field and that snow was all over the turf. Yikes! 
Oh well, the Jays would take both games of the double dip the next day and then go on to sweep away the Royals in the three-game series. Inconsequential, but I thought I'd mention. The Rogers Center was far from the only building to have been damaged in this, however. Just like the March 1st event, wind was the main culprit in stripping the ice from the facade of the tower and chucking it through the air. Damage from the ice was also reported to other surrounding buildings. The good news? No injuries reported this day in weather history. Hey, do you like the podcast? We'd love to hear from you. If you have an idea, go right now to wherever you're listening to me and rate us if you would, please. It's on a five-star system and we would love as many stars as you can afford. So rate us, but then also review us. This way we can always stay on top of how you'd like to see the show evolve. Then remember to subscribe to this podcast. Click the subscribe or follow button right there on the very same podcast homepage you're listening on. You'll be immediately reminded that the next day is ready to listen to, and you also have access to every episode in the archives. It dates back to June 1st of 2020, so there is a lot that we got to get caught up on on this day in weather history. Tomorrow is April 17th, and aside from that being my son's birthday and therefore my favorite day on the calendar, it was also a day back in 1967, the year of the centenary of Canadian Confederation, when Alberta was blasted with the first of what would go on to be their own version of a doubleheader of blizzards. It's a lot, and it's packed like a tight snowball into tomorrow's episode of This Day in Weather History with me, your host, Chris May.